0: I think if anyone's curious about hitchhiking, they should definitely, definitely research it online. There are a lot of resources out there, a lot of zines. Uh there's a Tumblr called F Yeah Hitchhiking. Called what? <laughs> I can't really Can think on spell the radio. It? Yeah.
1: Well like how do you it's like a website that yeah, you go to? So how it's a Tumblr. Do you, it, I don't know what I don't know what Tumblr is. Tumblr is like a blogging website. Okay. So how does it how do you spell it? I can't stop. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. <Sorry. laughs> There's probably a link
0: to it somewhere. Yeah. No, if you type in hitchhiking Tumblr, it's the first website that comes up. Okay. And it has a resource list of all of the different um, hitchhiking-related websites that are out there. Uh-huh. And it kind of com- has them all compiled together. Uh-huh. Oh. It's a good, good resource.
1: <laughs> well, good luck on the rest of your journey. That's like the rest of your life, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming our way. Yeah, yeah. Thank
0: you so much.
1: That was an interview with Stephanie, a Trust Roots guest that we had at my house a few years ago. And you're listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. I'm Ruthie Woodring, and this is The Talking Heads.
2: Well, we know.
1: This is WXOJLP, 103.3 FM in Northampton. You're listening to Out There. Here's one of my other favorite classic clips from my niece, Christina, who lives in southwest Virginia.
0: What would you have done if it started coming your direction? I had boots on. Well, I could have gone higher than my boots. <laughs> I can run very <laughs> fast. <laughs>
2: Well, I think a man ride snake would not be faster.
0: <laughs> if I'm running full speed, he's not going to be able to strike above my boots. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't trust him. <laughs> I'll
0: take
1: your word for it. So we're at family reunion, and I overheard Christina tell us some story about catching a snake. This is my niece, Christina.
0: Lawyer. Hello, everybody. Where do you live? I live in Castlewood, Virginia. So that's far southwest Virginia in the Appalachian Mountains.
1: And so, what's this story about a snake?
0: So my friend and I went hiking, and we got a pretty early start. So we were out on the trail. It was probably probably 10 or 11, and it's a pretty popular trail to a swimming hole. Um, it's called Devil's Bathtub, and um, mm-hmm. it's a really it's a really beautiful place. And anyway, but it's, it's in southwestern Virginia. Yes, it is. It's. It's one of the more crowded trails around in our area because a lot of the places we hike are pretty, um, pretty secluded. But we had been on the trail for probably 20 minutes or so, and then we see some people up on the trail, and they're like, and they're like stop, stop! There's a rattlesnake!" And I was like, "Okay," because my dad's a biologist and. Um, rattlesnakes aren't very common where we live and most people assume if they don't know know snakes, they'll assume anything other than a black snake is something poisonous And so I was kind of hesitant at first but we kind of um, passed a couple people and got closer to get a better look at it and sure enough it was a a big rattlesnake it surprised me how huge it was but it definitely had a rattle (laughs) and there are some people trying to get it off the trail. I mean, it wasn't on the trail, but it was definitely in striking distance of the trail, so people walking by um, could be bitten if it decided to strike. But people were trying to use a stick and push it away, and it wasn't really having it. I mean, it, it wasn't really aggressively, it wasn't striking necessarily, as much as was just like, no, I don't want to move. This is my spot. So finally, it, it curled up probably about, about four feet from the trail. And there was this lady with her two boys and a dog. And the guy who was trying to get it off with of a stick, he was like, all right, say, you guys can come on by. So they went by. And then my friend Lydia and I, we were kind of standing there looking at it, trying to get a couple pictures. And we kind of started talking under our breath about um, ways to, to move it because, you know, it's kind of a danger with so many kids and dogs. and right, you know, with all the leaves and brush by the trail, someone could easily step on it, and we didn't really just want to leave it there, Um, so we were kind of talking under our breath, because we didn't know that the other guy there, we didn't know what he would think if we started discussing plans to catch it, Um, but he heard us, and he was like, all right, guys, be safe, and he walked off and left us, and we're like, okay, awesome, so we were trying to figure out what to do, we didn't really want to kill it, and we didn't have a good way to kill it either. Um, So we thought the best option would be to relocate it. Um, But we didn't want to be carrying it down the trail, because that would cause quite a commotion. (laughs) So we were discussing, well, we could put it in our backpacks. But we didn't really like that idea either. And then we're like, well, we've got a lunchbox. And it's probably a, it was probably like three inches tall and eight inches long. It's like a
1: Metal or fabric or insulated lunchbox fabric. It was a what?
0: fabric insulated lunchbox. Yeah. So I mean, we had our lunch in it, but <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that hot of a day. So we took our lunch out and we stuck it in our backpack. Well, how, how did you catch it though? How did you catch it? Well, we had to get the lunchbox ready first. It was, okay. was full of lunch. And so then I was like, okay, we need a fork stick. We were kind of trying to keep an eye on the snake too.
1: Sorry, I thought. Okay, I thought I thought you said. I'll skip this part. You said something about the.
0: So I found a a fork stick, and I was trying to whittle it down um, to the right length so I could put it over its head so it couldn't slip its head on and And the nice thing about pit vipers, poisonous snakes, is. Um, and this is also one way to tell them apart from non-poisonous snakes is how wide, how big their head is in comparison to the neck, which is really an advantage when you're trying to, trying to catch one to keep their head from slipping out. But anyway, I got me a nice fork stick and I reached over and pried the snake down, but it's, I kind of got it in the middle of its body so its head could still move and it could it could still strike like at least a foot, and so it wasn 't safe to grab it, but every time I picked up the stick, it would try to slither farther away, and all I had on was sandals so i didn 't want to I was making sure i didn 't get my feet within striking distance and again it was a it wasn't it was a pretty calm snake which is which is good it wasn 't really um, that aggressive so I was trying to hold it down though, and I was like, "Okay, I need another fork stick." Because every time I picked my stick up, it would, <laughs> it would start moving, and I couldn't, I couldn't. I needed one stick to hold it, oh, yeah. hold it in place, and another stick to get on its head. What was
1: Lydia doing during this time? She
0: was trying to grab sticks for me, uh-huh. so she finally found a stick, and she was trying to whittle it down. But one end was longer, and I was still trying to hold the snake. And then uh, I felt bad holding it down for so long, but anyway, she finally got the stick um, in okay condition, so I used. That stick to hold it down, and then I put the other stick right behind its head, and I kind of held it there for 10 seconds or so to make sure it couldn't wiggle loose. And then I reached down and grabbed it behind the head and picked it up, and it was it was it was a big snake. I was surprised how how fat it was; like it was it was it was quite a quite a large snake. Do you think it was maybe pregnant? Um. I don't know. Either that or it had a large meal. The thing is though it wasn't it wasn't large in one particular spot as much as it's like a large it, meal. Its whole body was pretty pretty large. So it like it was a pretty heavy snake. Anyway, so my friend got snapped a couple pictures real quick of me holding it and then we're like, all right, we've got a snake and we've got a lunch but how do we put it in <laughs> yeah. without getting bitten? Um so we thought, okay, well, we'll just have to coil it up in the lunch box and then let go of it while we've got a stick holding its, holding its head down, and then zip it up as much as we could, and then just try to jerk the stick out really quick and zip it close before the snake, and hopefully it wouldn't stick its head out right after. So that's what we did, and it worked. and this is we OK. You coiled it up. We coiled it up, it... put its head in the middle, and then use a stick.
1: And how did you close the zipper? Because you, wouldn't your hand be right next to the mouth?
0: Well, the we snake? had a, we had a um, we had the stick holding its head down while oh. we zipped it. Uh, okay. And then we zipped oh, all the way around, so there was just like an the stick out. like an inch opening where the stick was, uh, and then okay, we jerked the stick out and got zipped it. that okay. up real close. And then we high fived each other, and we were we were like, "Wow, this is." This is so crazy. I mean, my friend and I have gotten into so many crazy adventures. But we're like, having a rattlesnake in our lunchbox, that kind of, that's kind of the top of the list there. And so, anyway, we were pretty pretty happy. But we were trying to zip it up real quick. And we saw some other people coming down the trail. And we're like, okay, we better keep moving because we don't want them to be like, what's going on? Are you guys doing drugs or something here? Um, So... We were walking down the trail with it and there, the trail, it's like two miles to the bathtub swimming hole spot, but then there's a longer loop that's like a five mile loop and we're like, well, if we let it off way up on top of the mountain, there's a lot less traffic up there so it's less likely to bite someone. So we, we just took it along with us and, but we started getting worried that it didn't have enough ventilation Mm -hmm. because it was a cooler and it's like a leak-proof cooler Uh and it was plastic on the inside so you could wipe it out. We're like, we didn't want it to suffocate. So we started looking at our backpacks and she had a first aid kit. We had several large safety pins. So we, we safety pinned about two inches of it closed and then we unzipped it safety pin the zipper pool so it couldn't open any farther so we had like a two inch area that was held closed by the safety pins but there was still um, a small small space for air and then we pried a couple twigs in there so that the so that some air could flow back and forth and then we we went on our way. We went swimming and
1: we just left it we, with your shoes. Left him, or whatever yeah left them with our
0: shoes and <laughs> tried not to Mm-hmm. Try not to talk about it when other people were there because I didn't want them to freak out. But I was like, I hope no one um, tries to open it for any reason. But yeah, my brother, my family was coming later and we also had some strawberries in my backpack because I stopped by to get some fresh strawberries at a, at a farm on the way there, and I was like, if I tell my brother, hey, we've got strawberries, he'll probably run straight to the cooler and open it up. And I was like, that'd be a disaster. So, anyway. But we decided to name him, because, I mean, why wouldn't you?
1: Did you Wait, did you sex him? Did you sex it, too? You know, it was a him?
0: No, we didn't. We just... We just assumed. So, we named it Archibald. Mm. And... It was actually kind of fun. It was like having a pet along. We, <laughs> we thought about feeding him some salami, but snakes can go a long, a long time between meals, so we figured he'd be okay. But we just... He was pretty chill for the most part, but he would you could tell when he was running his head along the top of the cooler trying to, trying to find a way out. And also when we walked, we kind of held him out away from us, which I'm sure... Made us look a little suspicious on the trail. (laughs) But we didn't want our legs or anything to be brushing against the edge of the cooler in case the snake struck at us. Uh But anyway, it was... We're like, well, if anyone tries to mess with us, we'll be like, you better not, we got a rattlesnake in our lunchbox. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um... We, we ended up not letting him go out on that loop because there are still people out there, and we still didn't want him to end up biting anybody. Um, and we didn't want to let him go on the way back either on someone's farm because if he bit an animal or a person, you know, we didn't want that to happen either. So we took him up to a landfill near where we live where it's, it's just acres and acres of a of, of big field, and there's not, it's not really farmed, or there's not many people that go up there, so we figured it was a pretty safe place to let him go, so I tied a string to the zipper pull and under the safety pins and opened it up, and he went on his way, rattling his tail, so. <laughs> <laughs> did it yeah. rattle when
1: it was inside the lunchbox?
0: No, it didn't. Huh. Well, it did, it did at the very end a couple times, but on the trail.
1: I didn't: You're listening, you're listening to out there on Valley Free Radio. That was the interview. So, my name's Ruthie, and that was an interview, an interview. That was a story from my niece, Christina Moyer, from Castlewood, Virginia, Southwestern Virginia in the Appalachian Mountains. Out there airs every Friday from four until five, followed by Democracy Now. Now, last week I played It's Raining Men by the Weather Girls, and Johanna said, Hey, do you know It's Raining Them by Mila Jam? And I said, No, but I'll play it next week. So here it is
2: It's Raining Them, Hallelujah, it's raining.
1: Mila Jam, thanks for listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. Stay tuned for Democracy Now! coming up at 5 o'clock. Another song I wanted to play that was supposed to go with the story about the snake. This is Earth, Wind and Fire coming up here in just a minute. Forgot, listeners, I did actually have some new material for today. Well, it's me talking again. Here we go. It's Thursday, August 31st, 2023. So last Friday out there, I mentioned how there was a plan to build a 14,000 square foot two-family home at the end of Turkey Hill Road. I found out about it through the planning department A planning department meeting It was on the agenda And so today, this evening, I just happened to find myself Visiting a friend out on Sylvester Road Just past Turkey Hill Road And on my way home I thought Why don't I go see that place Where they're building the compound Since I'm so close So I rode up to the end of Turkey Hill Road Where the Mineral Hills Conservation Area entrance is Where one of them is And there was... There is a big truck, dump truck kind of truck full of logs from the trees that they've been cutting down. And one of the logs, the tree trunk, must be, must be close to four feet diameter. I'll measure it when I go back down. Anyway, then there was a chain across the road and no trespassing si- No trespassing signs. So what do you think I did? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, because the, the no trespassing signs are just for the they don't want people they don't want people in the way of the construction equipment right <laughs> that's what i tell myself anyway so i took a jog up the gravel road up and around and around and up to the very right top of the hill and it's a uh, you know, former forest that is now the trees are cut down and they're doing kind of start excavating it looks like and i uh, told myself if I happen to run into anyone up here, I'll just tell them, "Hey, did you know there's a housing crisis going on? Would you consider housing more than two families' worth of people up here?" But actually, what I really thought was, I and my coworkers and comrades work so hard in Northampton to try and stop, slow, mitigate the effects of sprawl and try to live densely and keep. the infrastructure things in a tight-knit area close to downtown and then you have this then you have this it's kind of like it reminds me of like doing little environmentally conscious things and then you have the military or i don't know like you know recycling and then you have the petroleum industry pumping out more and more plastics i do have to say it's very beautiful up here And if this, this would be completely normal for so many other parts of the country, like where I'm from, like in Kentucky. It's all like this. This is just how people live, so spread out. So why is it such a big deal for me? Because it's a 14,000 square foot house, that's why. They may live spread out in Kentucky, but they live in trailers, not in 14,000 square foot homes. All right, I'm back down the hill looking at the trunk in the bed of this truck bed. And it's at least four feet. I'd say it's more like five feet diameter. Like it takes up oh, like two-thirds of the diameter of the truck bed, it seems like. Or at the very least, at least half of it. I'd say it's probably eight-foot standard, big truck, logging truck bed. I guess that's standard. Oh, sweet mama, we will miss you. All right, that's it for the new material and Ruthie's rant, Ruthie's latest rant here on out there thanks for tuning in today stay tuned for democracy now coming up next and there will be bike lab tomorrow you want to learn to fix your bike how to keep it tuned up so it's there for you when you need it or maybe you know already but you just need to borrow a bike specific tool that you don't
0: have well, come to the bike lab almost every Saturday since 2004
1: from 11:30 a.m. to 2:30 p.m.
0: here in Northampton at
1: 12 Northern Avenue. Come with your bike or your questions and your willing
2: attitude.
1: <laughs> Spare part scavenger hunt every weekend. Vengan al bike lab de Northampton, el taller de bicicleta. Aprende a arreglar tu bicicleta y a divertirte. All repairs guaranteed to the end of the driveway. Details are online at pedalpeople.coop. That's the Saturday Bike Lab at 12 Northern Avenue. They say freedom isn't free, but at the Bike Lab it is...